1: How,
2: how
1: would you evaluate your season? Uh, I think we ain't done yet. You, you personally, I
2: think we ain't done yet. All right. Welcome to another edition of the Butting Heads Podcast. Brought part of Ramstalk Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Steve Rivera here, as always, with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, uh, it's finally time. We have hit the point in the offseason where we are just straight up out of content. Uh, we're playing our favorite game, Do We Give a Shit, today. Are you ready?
1: I mean, I feel like it's the best game show ever.
2: Always so a fun of time. We got a lot, of, uh, a lot of important stuff to talk about. Uh, we do want to start with this. Actual Rams news, few and far between uh, this time of year. It was reported that Jalen Ramsey had a successful... By reported, Jalen Ramsey tweeted about it. uh, A successful surgery on his shoulder this week. He played all last season with tears in both his shoulders. Uh, Opted to get the surgery. Jordan O'Reilly said that they were considering a non-surgical route, but ultimately Ramsey opted for the procedure and he is expected to be cleared by the start of the season so i i gotta ask the question i'm sure everyone's asking why if he played the whole season on a tear did he do this now (laughs) that is a good question like why didn't we do it in march yeah that would make more sense um
1: you got me. I may- maybe couldn't get a doctor in time. I mean, that's an issue from normal people like you and myself. But uh, I think they could have squeezed in Jalen Ramsey.
3: Yeah,
2: like, yeah, I- I'm just confused by the timing. Um, it- it's not like Michael Thomas last year where it just kind of like popped up. Um, you know, this is something I knew about. Maybe it was. And it doesn't seem like it was worse than they expected because nobody's concerned about this. You know, I'm not really concerned. It just feels a little bizarre that he's doing this in late June um, if this was an injury he'd been dealing with since last season.
1: Maybe it was an excuse to get out of training camp.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. You got to use mean, any- yeah.
1: It get it gets hot out here, man. You know, not a uh, you know Midwest hot, but you know it gets
2: hot out here. Any any excuse you can use to uh, to get out of camp. What do you mean not Midwest hot? I, I I'm mean, pretty sure it's hotter than the Midwest.
1: If we're going by temperature, wise, absolutely. But if we're going by um, by humidity, it's not even close. At that point, I would rather take the hundred degree weather. As opposed to the ninety-five and one like one hundred and fifty percent humidity.
2: Yeah, that's fair. You don't want to be in in New York on a on a ninety degree day. It's a fate worse than death. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is horrible. Uh, yeah, that's about all I got on the Ramsey injury. I mean, not really much to say. Just
1: no. Nah, I mean, the good news is it it, it doesn't seem that threatening, and they don't even really seem worried that he'll miss week one of the, the the regular season because he ain't going to play in the preseason anyway, so um, yeah, uh, I, I guess it's a non-issue, but uh, uh, yeah, still weird timing.
2: Oh, well. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's ready by the start of week one. He's not going to play in the preseason anyways. I don't think he's a guy that really needs a camp. We'll be alright. Okay! Let's play our game, Johnny. You got crowd effects going that you can't hear. The crowd I, I can is hear boring. In my head. Do, in my head. Do we give a shit? Okay, here we go. Uh, this is my favorite question in the whole game. Alan Robinson tweeted this week. Question for y'all, LA. Do I have to choose between the Lakers or Clippers? Can I rock with both? Johnny, I'm curious. Do you give a shit about this quote? What is your stance on what Allen Robinson needs to do here? It, it is
1: absolutely 1000% vital. And yes, I give a shit, and the people of L.A. should give a shit because he's trying to determine if he should root for both L.A. teams. But really, there's only one L.A. team, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. There's the Clippers who, uh, yeah, they're there, but um, uh, there's really only one answer there. He only needs to root for the Lakers, and that's it. There is no Clippers.
2: I do not give a shit about this. Well, that's coming from a Sixer fan.
1: So, I mean, is your, is your take valid there?
2: Well, listen. Okay, let me, let me give you my stance on this. I think people being a fan of two sports teams is dumb. Okay? I think it's stupid. It shouldn't be allowed. That being said, Alan Robinson is from Detroit. Okay? He's lived in L.A. for a couple of weeks. Like, I don't care if this guy roots for both teams. Uh, He should just be supporting the local sports. You don't, like, Johnny, you've seen LeBron at Rams games wearing Rams gear, right? Oh, yeah. Because he plays for the Lakers. Yep. Do you think he should show up in a Cleveland Browns jersey because he should be supporting his one true team?
1: I mean, why why would he?
2: He's a Browns fan.
1: Is that a I Rams mean, fan? I mean, let's face it—the uh, they haven't had a true quarterback in a long time. So why would he? <laughs> and, and as far as I'm concerned, they still don't have a quarterback. They're
2: not gonna have one this year, at least. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just—it uh, didn't seem like people got too crazy about this one. Um, but
1: J- jokes aside, does it matter? Not really. Um, The fact that he wants to, you know, um, that he wants to embrace the LA community, I think that's a good thing. That's a positive that, you know, he wants to show support to not only, you know, the Rams franchise, but to the entire LA community. And I I feel like that's one of the things that the Los Angeles Rams as a whole have become really deep rooted within the city. Um, And and that's a fantastic thing when you have players like even Big Wit who's no longer even part of the team anymore in terms of on the active roster. But he's still a guy that continuously gives to the city. So um, to find these kinds of players that want to have deep connections within the city, I think that's fantastic. And, uh, uh, you know, nothing but love there. And and uh, especially considering he's from Detroit, you know, they have, obviously have a, um, a lot of teams out there. So um, I'm all for it. I'm happy he's aboard. And uh, hopefully that continues, man.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, Johnny, if you came on here and said you root for both the Lakers and Clippers, I'd clown you a little bit because you're a native. i myself. <laughs> you're a native, but if you moved to New York and you wore Yankee and Met gear to Yankee games and Mets game, respectively, no issues on my end, man. You're still a Dodgers fan. I mean, I wore Yankee games. I wore Yankee gear to Yankee games. I'm not a Yankee fan. You're you're not really a baseball fan though. No, that's true. I mean, okay, I went to a Knicks game this year and I wore blue and orange because they weren't playing the Sixers. And quite frankly, I don't care if they beat the Bobcats or not. Or the Hornets. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um The Hornets, yeah, whatever. I'll wear the colors.
1: I mean, would you would you if you're a if you're a New York Net fan, would you or I'm I'm sorry, a Brooklyn Net fan. Um Would you rock New York Knick gear? Even though Brooklyn, they're kind of Jersey. I I don't even know Uh, how that shit works.
2: That's a good point. Okay, so I'm not even, obviously, I'm a Rams fan. Um, I have worn Jet gear to Jet games before. I will never put on a giant shirt. (laughs) I will never do it.
1: Can, Can we get a picture on Twitter of Steve in a Jets jersey? That, that's that got to be comical right there.
2: <laughs> my, uh, I go If I go to a Jet game it's that, and they're not playing the Rams, I usually go with my cousin who I know owns a Tebow Jets jersey, and I always make <laughs> him bring it so that I could wear it to the game <laughs> anytime we go to a Jet game that uh, the Rams are not playing in.
1: Oh, man, good old Tebow. I wonder what
2: he's up to these days. <laughs> Making money, not playing football, uh, though I guess he did play last year.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: How about this one, Johnny? CeeDee Lamb said that he likes watching Cooper Cup and Odell. I uh, was asked what players he enjoys watching. He said, of course, Devontae Adams. I like Cooper Cup a lot. Uh, Odell Beckham, of course. That's the whole quote. Do, do you give a shit? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I give half a shit, I guess, because I mean, on one one hand, I guess it would be a little more exciting if I could expect CD Lamb on the Rams in the near future, which I I don't expect that at all. Um, but it's still nice to know that you know other pros like CD Lamb are you know showing admiration to guys like Cooper Cup and. I mean, Odell is kind of a given at this point because he's, uh, you know, he he's past his prime for sure, but, you know, he's had a hell of a career so far. So I, I can understand that, but seeing Cooper Cup get that respect, I, I love it. You know, I'm here for it.
2: Yeah, it's good to see him get the respect, but I also don't really give a shit. I mean, he's... I think it was Devontae Adams who called Cooper Cup like the most underrated receiver in the league like two years ago. Uh, That's true. Because they... they they play a bit similar, more similar than you would think. Um, but They're both two of the best just route runners in the league. What else we got? Uh, Andrew Whitworth has an open invite to the Rams building. Here's what Sean McVay said. He said, Coach Whitworth, whenever he decides to be, I mean, he's one of those guys that's meant so much to us, and so there's an open-door invitation whenever he wants to come out and be able to provide some of his expertise and understanding of what allowed him to play to such a high level for such a long time. That's always a bonus for us. I guess I give a shit about this one. Uh, It's cool that they are letting Whitworth come around whenever he wants and coach up his boys, and maybe someday he'll be an actual coach, but I kind of doubt it. I'm sure he'll just show up every couple of days and hang out and coach people because he's bored. (laughs) You know, uh,
1: you absolutely have to give a shit on this one because um, for the Rams to actually keep a – or maintain a really good relationship with – with big wit is is important because obviously this uh this team has had a big impact on on uh on andrew whitworth uh because he's even come out and said that he that he wants to retire as a ram and not as a cincinnati Bengal where he spent the majority of his career so um the fact that you keep this guy happy and you know who knows maybe he comes out of retirement one day maybe busts uh You know, (laughs) it's, I don't know, maybe, am I reading too much into this? I I think it's a, I think it's a good thing for him to come back and, and, uh, you know, just be a part of the team and who knows, maybe one day he does become a coach and I, I I wouldn't be opposed to the idea of him being a, you know, assistant coach, maybe offensive line coach for the Rams at some point in in his career.
2: Yeah, if if he wants to do that, they will hire him in a heartbeat. Uh, I mean, there's I no would. question about that. And I'd be here for it. Um, we put we we almost talked about this last week, John, but I don't think or I think we sa- saved it for this specifically. Von Miller was asked about so I don't remember the context of the question, but he started talking about how you know he came to Buffalo because. They got a great fan base and they want to win and they got all these AFC championships and no Super Bowls. And he said, that's why I came here. I could have just stayed in LA and rode off into the sunset and rushed with Aaron Donald and piled up sacks, but I wasn't content. I wasn't content where I was at. I still wanted more. Johnny, are you, do you give a shit about what seems like months of quotes from Von Miller explaining why he left the Rams?
1: (laughs) Do I give a shit at this point? Not really. Um the I would I have loved to have Von Miller back? Absolutely. I don't think there's any fan out there that's a Ram fan that wouldn't want him back in in a Ram uniform. But the fact is he didn't choose the Rams, he chose the Bills. So at this point I could give a shit for for uh you know why he left the Rams. And let's be real, uh Von, you're not fooling anybody. You you left because they offered more money.
3: Yeah, like <laughs>
2: I feel like this man, no disrespect, one of the best players of all time, has just been doing mental gymnastics for the last couple of weeks publicly because he doesn't want to admit to himself that he signed with Buffalo for the money. You know, (laughs) like he's acting like he was rotting away in Detroit and he could have re-signed with Detroit and just kind of coasted for the rest of his year. Like... He would have been signing with the Rams to try and win a Super Bowl again. Yeah, we're not we're not a bottom feeder. like he, he, He's acting like he turned down a situation where he would have been on a bad team and made a lot of money to go to a situation where he would have been on a good team and made less money. But it's like the opposite. Like he did sign with a good team, arguably a better team, but for the money, you know, if the money was equal he would have stayed with the Rams.
1: Oh, no question. I, I don't think there's any universe where if the Rams had that kind of money and, and you know, basically matched the Bills' offer, I think there's no question he's a, in a Los Angeles Rams uniform this year. But uh, reality sets in. The Rams don't have that kind of money. and And, yeah, I mean, the Bills offered him a ridiculous contract that nobody could turn down, you know? So, yeah, Von Miller got paid. I, I don't know why he's he's uh jumping through hoops to try to prove to everyone and himself that you know he didn't go for the money, but um maybe there was a little bit to do with him wanting to, you know, win a ring with another team. Maybe that has a tiny bit to do with it, but I would say about ninety nine point eight percent of the reason why he left was because of the money.
2: Yeah, I think if Detroit I, I I'm sorry, Detroit. I don't mean to keep dragging you. I just <laughs> I I didn't want to drag Jacksonville today. Um I should drag it. Another shitty team. If Carolina offered him the same contract <laughs> and he went there and was like, obviously that's one hundred percent about the money. And honestly, I don't think he would have done that. I think it was a perfect storm of getting an outrageous offer from one of the best teams in the league. Uh I and, think and it's
1: nobody blames him from doing uh, Okay, no. most people I don't blame him. him. Most people don't blame him. There's a, there's a few uh, fans that are still buttered over that. But, uh, I mean, if, if you're real, if you got that offer, you'd do it in a heartbeat, too, and if you had that kind of ability.
2: Yeah, how, how could you blame him, man? I, I You can't blame him at all. Uh, Not at all. Although, I don't know why I'd prefer to live in Buffalo over L.A., but, I mean, hey. No?
1: It had to be Buffalo, too.
2: Yeah, it's – uh. <laughs> well, let me tell you, buddy, the taxes aren't much better over here, so it's not like he, he's getting away from that either.
1: Nope, not at all. <laughs>
2: um, Another quote, Johnny. Ernest Jones said that he actually wanted the Rams to sign Bobby Wagner. He said when he came for the visit, I got a call, and I was like, let's get him, let's do what we got to do, and get him here to help us win it again. Uh, I do not give a shit about this. I would give a shit if he said the opposite. You know, but like, obviously he would want them to sign Bobby Wagner. Like, I, I I think
1: at that point, if you don't want them to sign Bobby Wagner, either you're a hater or you are probably not on the right
2: type of team here. And I think like the amount uh, non quarterbacks, the amount of players who, if they signed an elite player that plays the same position that would get mad about it in the NFL is so low. Like, I feel like you I feel like very rarely do players get offended when they bring in other great players at the same position. Because if you're that good, you're not gonna lose your spot. And even like, you know, let's say like hypothetically the Rams signed Stephon Gilmore. I mean, do we think like Robert Rochelle or Jacoby Durant would be upset about it? Like, no, there's no world where they would be upset about it. I think it's really only like if you're Joe Flacco and the Bravens draft Lamar Jackson. Like, yeah, yeah, obviously he's going to be upset about it. But almost any other position on the depth chart, it doesn't really matter because you're still going to play.
1: Or if you're Aaron Rodgers and they draft uh, Jordan Love.
2: Well, I mean, (laughs) one of the worst draft picks ever, man.
1: For sure, just I, I still am scratching my head to this day about that one.
2: Just what a fucking waste of a pick!
1: Yeah, it's not like they need receivers or anything.
2: There's no like, it's it, it, we talked about the drunk candidate pick a couple weeks ago. Like it's the same, it's the same math, but worse. Whereas you know they maybe are a player short of winning the Super Bowl in the last couple of years, but they wasted a first round pick on a quarterback who. Like we said with Tron Canada and the Rams, not a camp miss prospect, not a guy who failed you in the sense that the way Aaron Rodgers fell to them when they had Brett Favre. Just like a guy, there's just no point in drafting him. Like the best-case scenario is is not you have another Aaron Rodgers to follow Aaron Rodgers like he followed Brett Favre. Like Jordan Love doesn't have that type of ceiling.
1: <laughs> uh, it, it'll still forever be a mystery.
2: Just wild, absolutely wild shit, that pick. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, Mike Tomlin, in an interview, he said that Raheem Morris is the best coach in the league that doesn't have a job, or head coaching job. He said, I've been in the National Football League for over 20 years, know the coaches, and I know some of the guys are being denied are in the top 32. Raheem Morris is the best coach I know and have ever been around that doesn't have a head job. Uh, you know, I give a shit about this. I think it's uh, good... At- why, why am I out of words? Um, good to hear people think so highly of Morris, who's on our guy. Uh, a guy that got dragged a little last season. A lot of it a bit unfairly. Um, but, I, I mean, personally, I, I'm not going to complain that Raheem's back for another year. And I think he will definitely get another head coaching job. Uh, I think it's sooner than later. You know, he his coaching stint in... Tampa was kind of a well, head coaching stint. Um, it's kind of a shit show, but he will definitely get another head job. Uh, there's no doubt about it.
1: Uh, if you're a Rams fan, you absolutely have to give a shit about this. Because unless unless the Rams defense totally tanks in 2022, uh, Raheem Morris is as good as gone. You know, And quite frankly, I'm surprised he wasn't gone. This uh, this past offseason, um, but it's not like he wasn't receiving attention as it was. I mean, it there was a very real possibility that Morris could have gone to another team this year, uh, but unfortunately for him, it didn't it didn't work out. Um, so yeah, I, I think we can expect in twenty twenty three that the Rams will be need, needing to look for a uh, replacement, um, and, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. If they're already kind of searching for him, because I I don't think there's any possibility other than if, like I said, the Rams defense tanks in 2022, um, which I highly doubt it. uh, Raheem Morris is for surely getting a head coaching job.
2: Yeah, if if they keep it up, he'll definitely get one. I I can't believe Bobby Smith got a head coaching job. You know,
1: I, I'm still happy about that. I, I don't know if he necessarily deserves it, but I'm happy about it because I still think he's a damn good coach. And uh, I don't know if I would call him a damn good head coach, but I, I hope it works out for him. I, I doubt it does in Houston, but, you know, I, I really do hope something happens for him there because I, I still think he, he deserves it.
2: Yeah, he's a good – I mean, hey, another guy who – just had a really shit, a pretty shitty stint in uh, Tampa. Maybe that team is just cursed pre Tom Brady. <laughs> Same shit happened to Rahim Morris. So maybe he, maybe it he will have a nice bounce back. I, I like Lubby. I just you know you're choosing between him and Rahim Morris in 2022. You know, like I wonder if they just called, they tried to call Raheem Morris. He was like, no, uh, y- y- y'all hit me later.
1: It's an experience type of thing. Uh I, while Raheem Morris does technically have a little bit of experience, um, it's not much compared to that of Lovey Smith. And I, I think for that matter, um Lovey gets the the slight edge. And at least that's my thinking on the matter. But uh maybe there was other reasons why Lovey Smith got the job and uh Raheem Morris didn't, but um, well he
2: he was in the building too, so I think that helped. Yeah. That,
1: and quite frankly, I, I'm I'm a little surprised that Raheem Morris doesn't have a job, a head coaching job, but you know, O'Connell did, uh our off, former offensive coordinator, uh, is now the head coach of the uh Minnesota Vikings. That to me is a little bizarre. But then again, I said the same thing about You know, Zach Taylor, and and he only, you know, took uh, his team to the Super Bowl, so (laughs) there's that.
2: Yeah, we spent years shitting on the LaFleur and the Zach Taylor hires, and they both worked out and then some. So it's, I guess the McVay McVay touch just does work.
1: I I just want a handshake, bro. I (laughs) I just want to shake his hand, and I hope I get hired somewhere.
2: (laughs) That's the dream. What else we got? Uh, Nick Scott said he wants to intercept Aaron Rodgers more than anyone. He said he knows why. Aaron Rodgers knows why. We train at the same gym, and we're always going back and forth, or at least I'm always always trying to go back and forth with him and talk smack, and I almost got him. Uh, Johnny, do you give a shit about Nick Scott's uh, odyssey to intercept Aaron Rodgers? I mean,
1: I give half a shit, I guess, because – I I would hope that he wants to pick off every quarterback in the league, not just Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, I wouldn't be upset if Nick Scott ends up picking off uh, Aaron Rodgers that Aaron Rodgers is the kind of person that, you know, he has that kind of smug look to him. So it's real easy to want to target Aaron Rodgers in particular um especially because he he's not quiet about his success against defenses so um yeah i i mean kudos to nick scott but i mean again i hope he doesn't just focus on aaron Rodgers, which i'm sure he doesn't but you get what i mean
2: yeah i mean sure nick i'll I'll give a shit i hope you pick him off whatever (laughs) um Sean McVay said that he didn't know Aaron Donald was considering retirement until after the Super Bowl. He said, I didn't know about that until after the game, which is a good thing because I might have had a panic attack. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. He has earned the right to be able to get rewarded accordingly and have some having some really good ball ahead of him in a Rams uniform. When he decides he's done, then I'll be done, too. Just kidding. Okay, so I kind of give a shit about this because, like, how is this the truth? How did nobody tell him about that? Like, uh, that one person was like, hey, did you see this?
1: To be fair, I would think that he has other things to focus on than, you know, kind of rumblings around the league kind of thing. I'm yeah, sure there are not
2: rumblings around the league. It's your best player saying he might retire.
1: Okay, so, yes, that that that's true. But, I mean, there's all kinds of noise that happens all the time, saying, you know, players saying, you know, they're disgruntled. I mean, um, how many times do we think OBJ was pissed off at the Rams? And it turns out that he wasn't that pissed off. He just, you know, trying to do the business side of things. And while technically speaking, he's still not part of the Rams organization, at least as of this moment, um, you know, that kind of thing, I, I imagine, you know, guys like Sean McVeigh are going to try and avoid that type of talk to, you know, prevent from stressing out. Because you're right, that is their best player um, and probably going to be their best player for a long time, you know, uh, or, or you know, uh, going to be the best player really the Rams will ever see, I think, ever. Uh, I mean – that, so yeah i i i would imagine that he wouldn't want to think about that but i think aaron donald kind of created this whole um cloud of mystery simply because he didn't want it out until the right moment and he didn't even get it out the moment he wanted it it, it you know cuz he told uh what's his, uh uh oh, man what was the reporter's name uh former safety rodney harrison there we go he told oh, right. Rodney Harris, yeah, in confidence, that he that he was contemplating retirement, and, uh, well, that, that didn't stay confidential. Rodney.
2: Rodney. Yeah, Rodney. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, hey, maybe he didn't actually know. Cliff Kingsbury, apparently at Sean McVay's wedding, said he tried to talk Aaron Donald to retirement and convince Cooper Cup to hold out for more money. Well, how'd that go, Cliff? How'd that go for you, buddy?
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, I I feel like Cliff has been uh, striking out a lot lately, and um, I'm I'm not disappointed about it. You know, I'm not sad about it at all. (laughs) Uh, But uh, do I give a shit? Not really, because clearly it had no effect.
2: Yeah, I do not give a shit at all. Cam Akers, he will not be satisfied, Johnny, until uh, we call him a top three running back. He said, win first, I do my part second, and I'll be happy. Until y'all can mention me with the top three running backs in the game, outside of winning, I won't be happy. Um. So, I love Cam Akers. I think he's going to be a great player. I don't know if he's ever going to be a top three running back in the league. And I guess I do give a shit because I want the guy to be happy, you know? Um, so I hope he does, but, like, Cam, I hope you can be happy if you're not a top three running back in the league. Uh, Well, do I give a shit?
1: Absolutely, because I want that kind of mentality on this team, you know, the type of mentality that, uh, you know, you want to play above what everyone else pictures you to be. And, and clearly nobody's picturing this guy to being a top three running back. Uh, I'd love nothing more for that to happen. But, Cam, the reason why that's not going to happen isn't necessarily just your ability. It's because you're playing under Sean McVay. You know, the guy that basically picks run last. Uh, so, it's nice to dream. But even if Cam finds this, you know, this potential, he finds this potential and becomes, you know, that top three back formula, uh, it, it's probably never going to happen under Sean McVay.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, he's looked good. He's certainly got potential to be a Pro Bowl-type guy, but top three is a lot. I mean, we did our rankings last week. Derrick Henry, John Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he, he's not even close there. I hope there. he does.
2: I hope he does. Me too. <laughs> Me
1: too. I, I hope he, he, he challenges Eric Dickerson to break his uh, most rushing yards in a single season. But does that mean gonna gonna happen? Probably not.
2: I'm ro- <laughs> I'm rooting for him. Uh, Sean McVay is getting a statue at Miami of Ohio. Do you give a shit? <laughs> Yes,
1: yeah, half a shit, I guess. Uh, because hey, uh, I, I'm happy for him. You know, I'm happy that he's getting the. Uh, I mean, the guy has been, you know, getting the love for a long time now. And now that he has a Super Bowl ring under his belt, you know, uh, um, I'm happy that he's getting even more notoriety. And hey, you know what? He give him a statue at at uh, Miami. You know why not? Why not?
2: I guess he's uh, he's joining what they call a cradle of coaches, which is uh, they have a bunch of statues of coaches who spent some time at Miami of Ohio. But I mean, did did he coach there? No, right?
1: I imagine if he did, it was like something of like an assistant coach. He he didn't. He went right to the Bucks. Ah. Okay. Well,
2: one, one of the most you gotta you gotta say this one of the most successful cases of nepotism in American history is Sean McVay getting a job immediately out of college after being a mediocre receiver with the Bucks.
1: That that's true. I mean, didn't exactly fare much better with the Washington Redskins,
2: but. Well, no, he fared great everywhere. I'm saying, I mean, he only got that job because his dad knew somebody. And you know, uh, some nepotism. If the if it works out, like whatever, you know, if, if all your kids are geniuses, put them in the building. Uh I, it just doesn't I work mean, out you, a lot.
1: But what, can you really call it that if the talent's there? I mean, clearly the talent has has been there.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, there's. Was he qualified? I mean, I guess like if he killed his interview, but like, are you qualified to coach in the NFL after just playing at Miami of Ohio?
1: I guess you have a point there.
2: But I, I mean, are there is there such thing as an entry level coaching job on a staff? Maybe there is. I genuinely have no idea.
1: I mean, I feel like yeah, a lot of it is like who you know type of thing. Um, I mean. Getting uh starting off as a high school coach and then trying to get a job at the NFL level is probably a very daunting task. But if you know people or you know were a former NFL player yourself, odds are you're gonna get hired at some point or have a better chance of getting hired.
2: Yep. Um I'm out of quotes. We hit, we hit all my quotes, Johnny. But
1: I was having so much fun asking or answering if I give a shit or not.
2: That was great. Uh, I mean, anything else you want to talk about? You want to talk about the the Washington Commanders Congress hearing? Wait, what? The the Dan Snyder hearings. You didn't see this?
1: Oh, okay, okay. I, I thought I thought it was like okay, yeah. I I get what you're saying now.
2: Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> If, if you want to see just, like, why Congress accomplishes nothing at every turn, just watch some clips from this fucking hearing, man. It is yeah. just, like, uh, just so, just, like, nobody, I saw so many clips where they just weren't talking about the subject. You have a, first of all, I don't know why they're doing this hearing, but, like, you, the point of this hearing is to, Talk about a billionaire NFL owner just abusing his power at every turn sexually, uh, a lot of sexual misconduct, and the league is basically covering it up, not not totally, but in a lot of ways they did, um, and congressmen are asking him why Dave Portnoy is banned from being in the media at football games. Or how Joe Biden is failing America? Like, I just, it's just just a perfect example of why our our former government does not work at all. Yeah, it's, um. Like, you could just get up there and ask Roger Goodell whatever the fuck you want.
1: uh, I would probably have more questions for the MLB commissioner, Rob Manfred. Like, why he sucks as a commissioner. But that's neither here or there.
2: Uh, it's, it's hard to be a well-liked commissioner, man. Uh, they're few and far between.
1: Yeah, I don't... I mean, that is a good point. I mean, let's be fair for a second. Do we ever actually recall a commissioner we actually liked? I
2: think most people like Adam Silver.
1: Uh, Yeah. But he...
2: It, it's partially because he walked into the office and got thrown a... Like... Donald Sterling's head on a silver platter and all he had to do was be like, we're going to force this guy to sell his team for $2 billion because he's a huge racist piece of shit. Like, (laughs) you walk in and they're just like, hey, turns out Donald Sterling's a bad dude. Should we kick out the worst owner in the history of professional sports and let him make $2 billion out of getting kicked off? Kicked out? Like... (laughs) Just the most obvious decision you could ever make. Um, but I do think he's mostly done a good job. Uh, as a Sixers fan, I have my gripes, but topic for another day.
1: Yeah, as a Laker fan, we have a couple question marks. No, it was there. David
2: Stern, though. David Stern. That's was true. Yeah, uh, that's
1: true. Yeah, you're right. It was David Stern. <laughs> I don't. I don't miss David Stern.
2: Bro, God rest his soul, man. Jesus
1: uh yeah that's true but uh i'm uh, kidding man
2: i know you're not personally attacking the the guy
1: oh here i thought i was uh here i thought i was doing uh never mind i'm just gonna i'm gonna shut up now (laughs) (laughs) there was nowhere i can go with that without that sounding terrible
3: (laughs) yeah uh
2: all right well i mean it's june on the podcast early
1: I mean, is it really that early? It's
2: still want 40 minutes. Okay, y'all. You know where to find us on Twitter, at SuperBarrow, at johnny 596 at TalkRams, and we will be back next week.
1: How, how would you evaluate your season? Uh, I think we ain't done yet. You, you personally? I think we ain't done
3: yet.